Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the Save the Kids podcast. It's your one-stop shop for raising kids in this tech-heavy world. We bring on professionals and experts to give you all the tools you need to help your kids become fire-breathing warriors that have the strength to break out of the mold society has put them in. At the end of the day, we're all here for one reason, to help save some kids. I'm your host, Nate Webb. Let's get to it. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Save the Kids podcast. It's your host, Nate Webb, live in Studio Salt Lake City area, and I'm excited for our episode we got today. So I got here with me, Glenn Anderson. He's an avid outdoor adventurist who's a father of four children and married to the girl of his dreams. He taught seminary, which is a non-credit religious instruction in the high schools, for 10 years and is now the founder of Youth Wilderness Experiences. His lifelong passion is to help people disconnect, go outside, and reconnect with themselves others and god welcome welcome to the show dude happy to have you here dude it's good to be here thanks nate appreciate the intro absolutely how the heck are you man life is good i cannot complain how about you where where are you at i'm in southern utah cedar city okay okay i grew up in san juan oh nice just across the state from cedar city yeah Yeah, yeah. a lot of a lot of people and they're like oh you're from blanding okay so that's like that's like down by St. George, right? I'm like, no, not even a little. Oh, you're from you're from Blanding. I'm from Blanding. Oh, okay. Yep. 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 Everyone not knows someone. Ears. I know. Bears ears. <laughs> yep. Bears ears. Um, so tell us a little bit how you got into this space, how you got into, you know, how youth wilderness experiences got founded. Cause I mean, going from, you know, teaching religious classes in school to this seems like a little bit of a jump. Yeah, man. So actually, so when I went into school. That's what I thought. I thought I was going to be an outdoor director at a university. That was kind of my plan. So my undergrad was in communications with like a, a emphasis on group dynamics and leadership. Huh. And then I went to the University of Utah and studied parks, recreation, and tourism. And my focus was on adventure and outdoor programming, specifically for families and kids. And so uh, I was on that track and I kind of tripped into the seminary program and uh, loved it. Taught for 10 years, but really missed just uh being outside so yeah. the desk job was a little bit hard for me yeah uh, love teaching the scriptures love the especially love the teenagers right uh, everything about that, that job but so when i was about seven years into that job i was like man i really miss being outside so i decided to combine my two passions uh-huh. and i did my first backpacking trip in 2017 mm. um and it kind of took off from there it just got so big that i couldn't do both at the same time and so in 2020, the year of COVID, um, I decided to go full time into youth wilderness experiences. So that is so awesome, man. Because yeah, when you pulled up, guys, this for those who are listening, this man has the most holy of beards I've seen in quite a while. And when you when I saw you pull up on your phone, I was like, I was like, man, that man does not teach seminary no more because they <laughs> yeah, yeah. a little bit. <laughs> I love the beard, man. Um, so what is wilderness youth experiences and like, what's your guys' mission and stuff? What do you do? Yeah. So youth wilderness experience, we call it why we just for sure, just so it's a little easier, but at why we, our goal is to help teenagers disconnect from the world and connect with themselves, with others and God. And so our goal is just to get them outdoors doing something they love doing 
um, but something that's also challenging. We want them to go out and do something hard. So when they come home, they can have more confidence, um, lifelong connections, higher self-esteem tools to combat um, depression, anxiety. And uh, yeah, with the, and with a higher resolve, not to spend so much time on technology on their devices. Absolutely. So typically how many, like what, what are some of the, I don't know, adventures you take the kids out on like backpacking trips, canoes, horseback riding, like what, what, what are these adventures? And there's a, there's such a wide range. Like uh, we have trips in Utah. We go down Cataract Canyon, whitewater rafting, start in Moab, end up in Lake Powell. Um, We go backpacking. We do a wilderness survival course where all they show up with is a tarp and a sleeping bag and their clothes. And we give them a chicken and some yeah. rice and we help them just learn how to make friction fire um we have an a, adventure by zion where we take them canyoneering uh, via ferrata sandboarding um cliff jumping Man. and then we have a lot of international trips where we backpack inca trail to machu picchu or we go to backpack to ever space camp um that chase waterfalls in mexico climb volcanoes in guatemala wow kind of all over the place so that's I, I mean, uh, let's put aside all the wonderful things they're going to learn just being there. The experience, just going to those places, life-changing. Oh, my goodness. These kids are so lucky <laughs> to be able to go on these things. Like, that's your job, dude. You get to do that. Yeah, it's tough, man. It's tough. Uh, it's a little bit different than the world we grew up in, right, where you, you could go on, like, I don't know a scout trip or something. If you're lucky now, the world has kind of opened up and uh, yeah, the kids get to go on these awesome and not to mention they're awesome and life-changing and they see the world or see that, you know, they're disconnected and they're completely by themselves in the wild, but just the gratitude they get when they come home and just uh, their desire to want to do great big things and know they can accomplish more than they thought they could when they show up. It's awesome. Yeah. Expand on that a little bit. The gratitude when they get home, do do some of these kids come with kind of a crappy little attitude and then they come (laughs) back a completely different person? Uh, Yeah. So on our trips, they're not, the focus is just kids that want to come. It's not like troubled youth. Right. And and Yeah, And I I used to work at a wilderness survival school for like troubled youth and those are awesome and have their place, but ours is more like we target kids that want to come. So Right. Almost everybody that shows up is just like rip roar and exciting. Like, let's do this. Um, but even so, like name a trip, um, the gratitude is going to have to go on the wilderness survival trip. Just the, they don't even get like spoons to eat their food with. They have to carve their spoons with rocks. And so, and learn how to make fire with sticks. And so it's really easy to see how they come home more grateful on that trip. But even on other trips, like the river rafting trip in, in Utah, um, you poop in a bucket Right. And there's the things you no take for granted. Water. Yeah. And then mom and dad, just to see, like, you got to make your own food and just, I don't know, it's just, it's so easy to go out in the outdoors and then just come home and be like, man, I have my life's pretty good. So, yeah. Why and that's not to mention the. Yeah. Oh, go for it. Go for it. Go for it. And the international trips is just a whole different animal. Like, it's easy to, when you go to a third world country, oh, yeah. you come home, it's just, it's just easy to be grateful. Oh yeah. I, I served my mission for the church of Jesus Christ Latter-day Saints in the Philippines and you know, the oh, squished little huts and everything. And you know, you come back and you're like, man, I took a lot for granted. Um, earlier you talked about a lot about disconnecting and being totally alone in the outdoors. 
Why is that something that's good for kids? Man, so just if you want to just go down a rabbit hole for a little oh, bit. Oh, let's just, go down. Let's go down, dude. We got time. Let's go down. Right down this. Uh, I mean, just whoever's listening, just Google the positive effects of being outside for teenagers. And you could almost, you could Google the negative effects of technology or smartphones and then the positive effects on the outdoors. And they almost are polar opposites. Really? If that makes sense. Really? Yeah. And there's, there's a new phenomenon called uh, nature deficit disorder that I think a lot of youth are are facing today. And that's just it's what it sounds like. They're not getting out in nature enough. And uh, the negative what? effects of that are, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, just saying, what are some of those things that nature gives us that we can't get inside? Um, like, let's take it from a kid's perspective, just even when they're little. Like you go, let's say mom and, said, mom and dad say, hey, go outside for a sec. Or, hey, we're going to go on this hike for a second. Let's say you're with your buddies and you go outside and you're like, oh, this is boring. Um, and you're with your, let's say you're with someone or you're by yourself. Just the thought of, just the act of being bored is super important in the development of a, right. of a child. And so they're bored and they're like, well, I got to do something. And so they start figuring something out. So it really, it really fosters creativity. And then as the creativity starts to happen, especially when they're in groups, then they start planning, prioritizing, they start troubleshooting, they negotiate with their friends, they learn leadership skills, social skills. Wow. And so just the power of uh, going outside with a group of kids is so, so powerful for their, just their development. Where if, like, if you stay at home and you're on your tablet or on your phone, um, if that's all you do, if there's no balance, they kind of miss out on that. And that's where the nature deficit disorder really kicks in. I feel like people are a lot more prone to things like migraines and stuff like that who don't go outside too. I know on days where I'm a, I'm a high school counselor as well as on top of what I do here. And so I'm inside a lot looking at, you know, looking at my computer screen, changing schedules, looking at IEPs, doing whatever. And I find on days that I am not able to get outside and like, you know, be outside for just five minutes. I have a pounding headache. I'm miserable. And just the act of going outside for some reason is so refreshing that it's just like almost like a, a necessity in everyday life. I mean, like think about how we were like thousands of years ago. We're physically wired to be in the outdoors. Oh yeah. And there's a lot of stuff just in the sunlight, the air, the way things work out there that are just, that are really good for our brains. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, if you look at it, like uh, artificial light has only been around for a few hundred years, like our circadian rhythm for natural light. That's, you know, that's been around for centuries, telling us when to be tired, helping us be tired, helping us wake up. And then artificial light came along, which is cool, but it kind of screwed things up a little bit because our brain gets confused when we're staring at those blue screens, all, you know, at our, our, at our phones until late at night. And then our brain's like, Hey, I want to be awake. And our body's like, yo, I'm tired. And then it's like, no, you got to go to sleep. And then our brain's like, Hmm, how do I solve world hunger? And then like, we can't fall asleep. And some of that, some of those things are our natural primal instincts, like to go to bed when the sun goes down and like be connected, like walk around barefoot. Those things are some things that a lot of us has kind of left in the past that I think would be beneficial if we kind of came on back to some of those. It's kind of like I, I, I'm always working with kids. I'm trying to help them go outside and get up their devices. 
But even like sometimes I'm like, oh, I'm going to go on a backpacking trip by myself to kind of, I'm going to download some movies on my phone. So when I get bored um, and it's crazy, like at home, if I'm by myself on the board, yeah, I'll throw a movie in, right? I'll watch something on Netflix. Um, but when I'm out backpacking and then I get in my, and I get my sleeping bag, I don't even have the energy. Like the, it's dark. My body's like, Hey, it's time to sleep. And I never end up watching those movies. It's it, there's something weird about how it just brings our sleep schedule just right back in rhythm. It's dark. Yeah. You're in bed. Time to go to sleep. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, so I'm 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 a wrestling coach as well. And one of my favorite wrestlers, um, his name is Kyle Dake. And he a lot of people think he's kind of weird, but he he's gotten back to a lot of like the primal stuff. Like when he's at home, he tries to spend at least an hour a day towards the end of the day, barefoot, like touching the earth with his feet. He tries to spend as least amount of time with his shoes as possible. He has all of the blue filters on his phone turned on. So his phone's like red. <laughs> um, so the blue light stuff. Um, but I'm like, actually, some of this stuff is really, really good for kids, though. Like, I cannot tell you the number of kids that they come to me claiming, like, I think I have ADHD because a class, I can't do this. And like, I, I just can't pay attention here. And then we look at their screen time and it's through the roof. And I'm like, maybe, maybe you should be on your phone list. But they're like, well, what would I do if I'm not on my phone? <laughs> and on the inside, I'm like, go outside. That's what you do. Like, come on. Like, what? What? Go outside. We do some, create something out there. You know. Um. So, how can we help get our kids off their phones to do more things outside? Because I feel like a lot of parents they just don't know where to start. They're like, ah, I mean, do I just say go outside? Or like, where do we start? Yeah, man. That's that's the million dollar question. Um, there's uh. There's a lot of ways to start and it's going to be different for each kid. So I don't know if I can give like one awesome answer. That would just be an umbrella answer. Well, give me lots um, of good if, answers. <laughs> yeah. But if you're a parent, if you're a parent, the thing that I would say is, uh, and it'd be different to a parent than a kid, but if you're a parent, I would just say, you got to start doing it by yourself. Mm. Um, yep. Yeah. Especially if, uh, especially if, you're, if when you're with little kids, it's a lot easier too. If they start, so you have a, a a lifestyle where you're outside and you're exercising, you're hiking and you're playing sports and you're, you're just out in the backyard playing, reading books, then they're naturally going to do that. Now, if you have kids that are like 16, 17 and 18 um, and they, they're not used to it, it's going to take some, like, it's going to be a little bit harder. It might, it might take some time, like sitting down with them and be like, okay, what do you want to do? What would excite you? And uh, kids never want to be like told what they need to do. So if, if you can like collaborate with them, and like, hey, let's try this. And it might be an investment, you know, it might be, it might take some time and some money, but that investment will be well-placed for their overall well-being, especially in the future. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. A hundred percent. I have a four-year-old and a two-year-old and, and, and a almost newborn in two weeks and, um, <laughs> and, and, and a dog. But um, we, we, we go, we try to go camping at least once every summer. We just got a, like a cheap Amazon tent and go out to like the, you know, the public campgrounds out in Tooele. And, but I can tell like, even just those small times where we're camping as a family, a no cell phone service. So me and my wife can't be on our phones. The, the kids are so much more happy when we're camping Versus then when, you know, when we're at home and watching TV all day. And I was that way as a kid too. Like I loved camping 
And like, I'll just attribute it to just, you know, it's, it, and it's a novelty, it's camping, you know, but I'm like, I, I think there's actually some science behind this while the kids are happier and everything while we're camping. I really think there is. Oh man, the science is, it's vast. Um, it's so easy to be present when you're outside, right? Like, right. So think about like when you go to your buddy's house, let's say they're throwing a party, everybody comes over and they're just chilling. Like everybody in the back of their head, some people are just completely present. Some people are thinking like, what's going on? They're checking their phone at sport, whatever their favorite team is. Right. Other people are like, I got to get home by this time. You're around a campfire out of service. Everybody knows they're sleeping there mm-hmm. and you're just there and everybody's present and they're making the most of the situation. And it's like a perfect playground for connectivity um, and, and connectivity. If you look at all the studies of happiness, some of the, one of the threads that's always there, there's two really big threads. One is gratitude. The other one is connection. Really gratitude. And the outdoor. Yeah. Gratitude connection. Those wow. are the two. And then yeah. the outdoors kind of just bonds those together. Yeah. I mean, I mean if you look at, geez, let's see where we want to go with this. If you look at like, there's four chemicals that are the main chemicals in our brain that make us happy. There's serotonin, oxytocin, um, dopamine, and uh, endorphins. And if you look at what, what creates those chemicals that like what causes them to get sent to our body, um, a lot of those things that would cause those cause that to happen happens in the outdoors. So oxytocin uh, is known. You guys, I mean, Colin would always talk about the hug, right? Right, like right, for, right. The eight second hug. Yeah. And that's, that's because of oxytocin, that's the, like the love drug. That's a drug that when you connect with somebody, it gets released into your body and it helps you want to connect with people. Uh-huh. And, um, and then serotonin is the one that's like, it's like you do something hard and everybody's like, Oh my gosh, good job. It's like the, it's the drug that makes you want to like, um, go on and do great things and be loyal to the people that helped you. And then endorphins, I think is it endorphins are, is the drug that gets released when you do something hard. It's like, if you feel pain, um, this drug gets released endorphins into you and it just makes you feel, it kind of takes the pain away. It makes you feel kind of like you can't be, you're on top of the world. Right. Like after a good workout or something, you're like, yeah, yeah. Oh man, let's go. Let's do this. And that one's super like predictable. And, and the outdoor is just like everything that you need is out there. Like you're sitting around the campfire, you have a good, you're having a good talk with your mom and dad or your, or your best buddy. Oxytocin gets released. Um, you're, you're going to, you're going to hike to the top of the peak or you're doing something, maybe you're climbing or you're, you're repelling or you're mountain biking, whatever you're doing, or you're just going on a walk. Um, and you're doing something difficult, endorphins get released. Yeah. And so there's there's all these things that happen in the outdoors just kind of naturally where we we can do the same things simulated inside. It's just a little bit harder. And so uh, when you're outdoors, the likelihood that you're going to feel this happiness just goes through the roof. Man, I love that so much. And so when you guys go on your adventures, when you go on your, your you know, your, your big, what do you call them? Youth wilderness experiences. There we go. I was like, it's not adventures. <laughs> but when you guys, when you guys go and do your things, like, do you have like, I don't know, planned activities? Like, Hey, we're going to get up here. Like, what do you guys typically do? Like, you know, we're going to hike to this peak or I know it varies from, 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 from activity to activity, from, you know, big adventure, to big adventure, but, um, you know, you have that focus on connecting with God and disconnecting from, you know, the, the distractions of life and stuff. And so what other things do you guys do while you're on those adventures? 
Yeah, so kind of like the spiritual aspect of the trip is in the morning, well, before, when everybody arrives, we just chat about how, you know what, everybody's coming from different backgrounds, everybody's going through different struggles, and we have them write down a question or a struggle they're going through, mm. uh, and it's anonymous, and it's on a little piece of paper, and every day, every morning, we pull out one of those papers, and we read it, um, and then we just have people go search the scriptures, or meditate, or think about their life experiences, and then we come back in a group and just share uh, how we can help that person. Um, and then as we go throughout the day, every, every trip's completely different. So like if you're river rafting, um, either you're whitewater rafting, you're going down crazy rapids, you're not thinking much, you're just kind of enjoying the moment or you're on the shallow part, you're like a flat part of water and you're just chatting. Maybe there's some music playing or we're floating in the river going cliff jumping. And so every, every trip during the day is different, but they're always trying to look, look in every situation. They're trying to look for life lessons that will help them connect with each other, with God. And then when we come back around the fire, the kids just kind of open up and just share whatever this is in their heart. And uh, the leaders kind of pull back. Uh, how I train the leaders is, hey, we're not trying to teach anybody anything. We're just creating the atmosphere where they can discover what they need to for, for their life's journey. And so, and what's um, it the, like when you guys pull back and the kids just start talking amongst each other and sharing oh, the things? So good, man. Um, they're so Kids are so powerful. They and, are. They're not used to it. So like the first night or two, maybe just a couple kids comment, but by day five or day eight, whatever trip they're on, it's just cool to hear them talk and to lift each other's up, lift each other up and just um, see the power that's in themselves and others and in a very non-judgmental way and just, just help. It's cool. They're powerful. Kids are, kids are so underestimated in today's world. They get crapped on a lot. Like, oh, Gen Z's or when I was a kid, oh, those millennials and like, in, and I really don't think a lot of us adults realize just how resilient and powerful and amazing the rising generation is. And especially when they come together, they really heal each other. And, it, and it's hard because a lot, a lot of times they're so connected to those devices of theirs, they don't realize how powerful they are. And sometimes it takes disconnecting them for a few days out in the middle of nowhere to help them see that power that they have. Yeah, and they can sniff out like a contrived situation where you're trying to, like where you have this idea you're trying to teach them. And so um, when they when they really feel like they're there and they can make a difference, they step up to the plate every single time. Um, and you're right, like just being disconnected. No matter if you're a teenager or if you're an adult, just try it. Just try putting your phone down. Just say, hey, for the next five hours, I'm going to just really be present. Yeah. And I'm going to go do whatever I'm going to go do, or maybe it's even longer. Just, just do that little experiment and see how it makes you feel. And it's, it's, it's crazy how, how just doing that will, will increase your peace and happiness. Yeah. Oh, I love that, man. I could talk to you forever, dude. This has been such a fun conversation. Um, before, before we wrap up, um, if people want to get a hold of you or see what you guys are up to over at your, uh, over at youth wilderness experiences, how can they go see you guys? Shameless plug time. Let's hear it. Oh, Hey, thanks. Uh, you can check us out at on Instagram and it's at why we, Y W E underscore official. So at why we underscore official. Um, if you want to check out our website, it's at wilderness experiences.org. Um, if you, mm-hmm. if you're listening to this podcast and you, um, and you're like, Hey, I want to send my kid on a trip. When you sign up, use the code save the kids, all one word, for $100 off. Um, we'd love to have you. Um, we'd love to, 
if you can't come on a trip and you just want to chat, if you're struggling with a kid, feel free to send me an email at experiencethewildernessgmail.com. Um, we're about to start a podcast and life coaching stuff. Uh, anything we can do to help these kids, man, they're, they live in a, in a time that's, it can be really confusing on how to find happiness. It's always been confusing, but now there's just so yeah. many voices. So, yeah. And all that will be in the podcast description. So go check him out. Go get, go book a trip. Get a hundred bucks off. That's freaking awesome. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for all you do. And thank you everybody for listening to this week's episode from the Save the Kids podcast. Uh, make sure to go check us out on Instagram at Save the Kids Inc. and myself at BulliesBE.gun. And if you want us to come into your church, school, event, or business, whatever it might be, fill out the speaker form link in the description as well. Always remember, you are wonderful, you are worthy, and you are worth it. Go home and give your kids an eight-second hug, and we'll see you on the next one.